Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark. Now, you might be sitting there thinking it was only been less than two days ago. That's right, 48 hours ago right now, I released an episode dedicated to the new independent film, St. Francis. It's been a great episode. I've been seeing some great feedback in only two days. I would never normally do an episode only every couple of days. I mean, that's not, you're never going to sustain that. But I jumped on Twitter, I jumped on Facebook, I've been on my phone seeing everyone talking about this new horror film, Host. It's on the network and subscription service, Shudder, and everyone has been raving on about it. It was the number one film in the world on Letterboxd. It's the most discussed film on IMDb. It's been on all the news. I've seen it trending worldwide. And I just thought, I have to check this out. People saying things like it's the best horror they've seen in 10 years' time. It's the brand new Blair Witch for today. I was like, wow, I'm excited by this. So a couple of days ago, I checked the film out and it is everything everyone is saying. It's brilliant. It's absolute genius. I will not go into the plot or tell you much about it because it's absolutely crucial to go into this without knowing much about it. It's under an hour, so for anyone like me who has a short attention span, it's great. So what I did is after seeing the film, I jumped on Twitter and I contacted Jed Shepard who helped write the film. We literally had a communication that night and he said to me I can do an interview tomorrow, which was yesterday. I sat there, I did the recording and I thought, do you know what? The listeners out there need to hear this episode right away. I don't want to wait. I don't want to put it out in two weeks. I want to put it out now. I want the people that have just checked out the film to find out more about Jed, to find out more about how this film happened and just be on the hype train because the response right now is insane. So here I am about to give you an interview with Jed Shepard. I can't wait to share it with you. I can't wait for people to watch this film. And I really can't wait to read all the feedback from you guys because I think this is a great episode. So I've turned around an episode in 24 hours. So how's that? So I think at this point what we should do is get straight to it. So here's me and Jed Shepard talking all things horror and especially his brand new film which you have to check out, Host. Okay Jed, thanks for joining me today on the Mark and Me podcast. Thanks for having me. What I want to do is for the listeners out there that are just getting into your work or discovering about you is take it right back to the start. When you were growing up and you were a kid, was it film that you loved straight away or did it come later on in life? No, film was film was my was my friends. Like um, film's the only thing that I kind of like love even now. Like it's always been film over a lot of things, including relationships and friends. I'm just like I'd rather just watch a movie. So like. It's it's it was just obvious that I would kind of get into into films eventually, just because it's what I like doing the most is just watching films, specifically horror films. Yeah, um, I've always just had an affinity to horror films, which I think some people think is is oh that means like he's really dark or whatever, but I think it's just real catharsis. It's good escapism, and the world's horrible enough. At, as it is, it's great to kind of like watch something that is even worse than the world, and you get that <laughs> in horror. <laughs> and when you were growing up as a kid can you remember some of those first horrors that you'd watch I remember them myself like going to the blockbuster video and my dad letting me get Alien and stuff like that but can you remember the early ones that kind of freaked yeah. you out I think the first horror film I watched was Evil Dead 2 um, and like I think it, it was pretty much in school like someone's older brother had like it on like VHS and I was like ah oh, that sounds cool it sounds scary I haven't seen the first one but I'll watch it um and I watched it and I was like, oh my God, this, this is how films should be. It's just a horror film and it's comedy and it's 
fun and I'd never not seen it before. Um, there's that some of the ones I loved as a kid, obviously the, the classics like Exorcist, and I had a bootleg of that as well. Um, and like just the kid horror things like Gremlins and, yeah. and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in, in the serious kind of horror game, it was Nightmare on Elm Street. That was probably one of the first other horror films I watched in that whole series and the Halloween like franchise. All the classics, really. And then when you were at school, was it something you could actually think you could make a job out of or were you kind of not quite sure until college? I, I, I didn't think... I, I couldn't even comprehend that that's a job. I just didn't really understand that that was a job. Um, all I knew that I wanted to... I was just pretty good at writing when I was in school. When I was like 10, I wrote a book that got published. Um, and then nothing since. So I'm really procrastinating. Um, and then I didn't know really where to put this writing skill, which is my only skill, by the way. And uh, so I used to write for like music magazines and film magazines. And I would all just be like, I could do this. Like I, I'm criticizing of, of films. Like I'm seeing the, the flaws in films. Like if I made a film myself, I'd fix those flaws. And I'm not saying that my way is right, but I'm just saying my way is what I want to see. So um, yeah, all, all of these like, like early films that I watched, I would kind of take ideas from that and think, okay, if I was going to do this now, how would I do it? Like, just for instance, Nightmare on Elm Street. If, like, if I had, if I, if I was involved in a remake of that, I would have my own take on what would happen next. Maybe Nancy would be uh, back in as the main character, and maybe I don't know. Maybe she's done a deal with Freddy, and I don't know. But anyway, we would. I would kind of like use films that I, I watched as my as a kid. And I would uh, kind of develop my own ideas on top of it um, now. And that's kind of how most of my ideas come about, just using stuff that I loved in the past and finding what I loved about them and, and twisting it and turning them and making it a little bit unexpected to the audience. And in the, in the end, if I liked something, then, then I'm happy with it. Did you do university or film school or anything like that or writing school? How did it come about after college? Um, I, yeah, I went to uni and I did... Um, I've got a degree in uh, in English literature, which I, I mean I always say it doesn't really help, but it de- I mean obviously it does does definitely help because you read the classics, and if you read the classics, you know the patterns on how to make a classic essentially. Yeah. Um, you learn how to do it's obviously with Shakespeare things. You, you learn the structure of foreshadowing, especially in things like Macbeth and Hamlet. The foreshadowing in, and actually all of Shakespeare stuff, it's great foreshadowing which always pays off in the end. Um, and yeah, that's why I love Hamlet so much. And that's the basics of a horror movie. You foreshadow at the start and you get a call back and pay off at the end. Um, and yeah, and you just, the more you read, the more, the more you learn and um, have been forced to like read a book every single week um, and write about it and in a critical way just helps you. But I didn't go to film school and I don't believe in, I don't believe in film school. I think, film schools teach you one way of doing things and as you can see from host we didn't do it the normal way no if, it, if the normal way right now is to not make a film but because we don't have the hang-ups of film school and teaching you you have to do this you have to get this person you have to do this process to me it's just putting obstacles in front of yourself um whereas we just press record and and, and filmed our friends that's it that's literally it so when did it start coming about that you were starting to write films? Because I've seen you've done like Dawn of the Death and Salt and stuff like that. How did you get these 
How did these come about? So the very, very, very first thing I did was I produced a sequel to the film Birdemic, which a lot of people don't know about me, but there's this bird movie, which is... Hey, I like, love Birdemic. It's absolutely oh, incredible. You do? I love the graphic. Oh, okay. <laughs> and all yeah. these little birds on the screen. Exactly. And I loved it too. I think it's, it's w- funny, weird, surreal, but I absolutely love the first Birdemic. And obviously that went worldwide. So like I do what I normally do and I was like, I need to be involved in a sequel somehow. So I emailed like the entire cast. Hey, I'm Jed from the UK. Love the first one. You probably get a million emails like this, but I want to help you make the second one. Um, and I just pestered them enough till they let me. Um, and yeah, so I co-produced, I helped put it together. I helped, uh, with everything really. And, um, one thing I didn't help with is a script, though. I, I must stress, I did not help with the script. Our whole thing was let James Wynn do every, anything he wants to. We just had to facilitate it yeah. in order to get something as good. And I think Birdemic 2 is a better movie than Birdemic 1, um, but it's hard to catch lightning twice yeah. in a bottle. Um, so are, you my a first of, uh, are you a fan of films like Troll 2 and The Room and stuff like that? I am a, f- a fan of that, and... I was actually offered to help make a sequel to Troll 2 and a sequel to The Room. And because at one point there was going to be a sequel, I'm not sure how many people know that, but that did come across my emails at one point that they were going to make another one and um, I would be involved. But um, yeah, but then, then maybe a year after that, I met Rob Savage, who's the director of all the kind of things I've done. Um, because I saw a one-minute short comedy short online, and I was like, "Oh, this is a really funny one-minute short." So I was just like, I, I messaged him on Twitter. I was like, "Mate, that was really funny. That, that was pretty good." And then it turns out like he lived in London, and we both loved horror films. And he was like, "He really wants to make a horror film." And obviously, there's no proof he could make a horror film because all I'd seen is a one-minute short. So like in that first meeting, just in the pub in Greenwich, which is just nearby me. I said to him, okay, I've got this idea for a horror film called Dawn of the Death. I told him the premise and he was like, I want to make it. And I was like, okay, but let's, let's, let's make something a little bit less ambitious first. So we made a film, we put in our, our own money, we made it for like 200 quid and we made a film called Absence, which stars Paul McGann. And that got into London Film Festival and a bunch of other like big festivals. And we were like, oh, this is like really easy. Like, this partnership was working really well. We just write something cool, put it into festivals, it'll get us some attention. So that gave us the the kind of confidence to, to make something a bit bigger, which is Dawn of the Death, which is like 13 minutes because absence was three minutes. And we, again, we didn't have any money. No one, no one wants to give us any money because everyone would be like, who wants to watch a movie that's just got deaf people in it, mostly subtitles, is a horror film, so no one would give us money. So again, we put in our own money. We got a little bit of money from the Central School of Speech and Drama only if we w- would use some of their students as the actors. That was the deal. Right. Cause, cause, because the UK, we asked everywhere, the UK doesn't give money. to. No. They'll take credit for us, but they'll never give us the money. So we made it and we were like, have we got something good here? And then fast forward 300 film festivals later, winning awards at all of them, went, going to Sundance. Um, just like, oh, okay, we, we've proven ourselves. We can do it. And then that, that got us the, 
Then Fox approached us to make salt. They gave us money to make salt, which stars Alice Lowe. And uh, we made we made that in a, in a week and working with Alice Lowe is brilliant. And uh, yeah, we put it into a few festivals and that got the attention of Hollywood basically. And then we got every studio wanted to work with us. So we're working with a bunch of um, really cool people out in Hollywood for those ones. And obviously, as we're sitting here right now, I want to talk about Host. Um, at this moment, it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's the most yeah. popular film on the whole of Letterboxd. Yeah. And people are saying stuff like it's the new Blair Witch. Um, it's the, it is probably the biggest film in the world right now. Yeah. Does that it seem is, yeah. absolutely bonkers and surreal? or? Yeah. Can, can you imagine? Being like... So we've got this WhatsApp group called the Quarantine Movie Club, which everyone who was in the cast and crew is in that WhatsApp group. And we had that from the start of lockdown. We were just watching films together. And yeah, so we just decided to make a film because Rob did a prank video where, which was two minutes long. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's literally him. He, called, he, put, he gets everyone on Zoom. He set it up. So there's, um, he goes into his attic. He's hearing noises from his attic. He goes up, up to his attic. Something jumps out. He falls down and, and dies. And um, it was funny. We put it online. It got like 7 million views across all the various different channels, which gave us a little bit of attention. And yeah, Shudder just were really good. They said, cool, let's make this into a bigger thing. But we didn't have an idea for a film. So Rob, this is how normally it starts. Rob asks me, do you have any ideas? And I'm like, okay, just give me, give me a chance. And yeah, half four in the morning, you'll see it on Twitter. I put, I put the tweet, the, um, the message, I sent him the WhatsApp message, which is said two words, Zoom seance. And that's it. And that, that's what we pitched to Shadow, Zoom seance. Uh, we're going to use our mates, trust us. And to their credit, they trusted us. And they've got the biggest movie in the world right now because they had faith in us. Whereas a lot of places don't, wouldn't trust us. Um, so credit to them. We've never got a single penny out of the UK, to be honest. Um, so we've always had to go to America, which is, which, is cra- which is crazy because horror was so big here in like the, the 50s, 60s and 70s with Hammer and Amicus. But it's just not support. There's no infrastructure for it at the moment. So when people claim it as a UK, UK film, done good. Like, I guess we're in the UK, but like, it's all US money. Yeah. But, for, but back to your question, like, yeah, it's, un- it's unbelievable. Like, none of us can believe it and... We didn't expect it for a single second. We thought maybe the horror community might bite because me and Rob are obviously massive horror fans. And we thought if we like it, then the horror community would like it. But it's mainstream. Like the girls, the girls were on, all of the girls were on Fox and um, Good, Good Morning America yesterday. Um, we're in New York Times. We're in it. Every paper's interviewed us. We've been in, on all the biggest podcasts in the world. I just, I just literally did the Empire podcast just now. Um, a good warm-up for Mark and me. Yeah, exactly. It's just exactly. a bit of a warm-up. Yeah. Um, but I didn't expect us to be critically acclaimed as well. Um, and I guess the story adds to it a little bit, the fact that we made it in 12 weeks in lockdown with our mates on Zoom. So that adds to it. And But to be 100% Rotten Tomatoes is, is an absolute pipe dream. Like, no one would think that in a million years. Not even... Yeah not even the, your biggest directors would think they would get that. And we're still there. We've been, we've been hundred percent since day one almost. And to be the number one film in the world on Letterboxd, a, a site that I go to every single day 
is mad because like now I, I log on and I log what films I've watched and stuff and talk to people and there's my film there's always the poster's right there point, pointing at me it is really 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 surreal and like but the whole lot one week and three days has been out it's just been just like a waking dream I still don't believe it now it's just a response response on social media yeah and people it's unbelievable like crazy i was sat there last night um and i was on twitter and every tweet on my main feed was just talking about the host and yeah. i was seeing you obviously retweeting people but every single person is like just watch this just watch this and i, I didn't even realize that kind of shudder was that big i know it's got a good network but i didn't realize that many people. and now it's yeah, like no, it doubled in lockdown like the, yeah. the subscriber base and and we heard yesterday that they have a sharp upturn in numbers since host has been out yeah so they're very 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 pleased with us <laughs> yeah because people are signing up to shudder just for host because they're hearing about it so you sign up and you do the free trial it's like 30 day free trial you get to watch a bunch of cool films um it's yeah it's been it's been a it's been a bit bit good <laughs> to say well, the least. it must be surreal i don't i don't know obviously i'm seeing it from the outside and i'm talking to you and we're sitting on zoom talking about it and uh-huh. it's, it must be it must be just absolutely too much to try and get your head around because it's so much in a week. Like I've not seen a film that's been talked about like this in years. I just haven't because everyone knows about it. You get trailers for stuff like John Wick and and Ted and you get the hype and it builds up over a month. This just came overnight last weekend. And now everyone I know and all my horror community friends are just going insane. And I'm like, it's only going to get bigger. Like every day, I saw more and more well, tweets. Like yeah. it's it's going to just get, keep going. And we're only in a few territories. Imagine when we're in Europe and, and South America and Asia, especially Asia. Um, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. But yeah, I I mean I didn't expect like the, the, the plaudits, especially like like Dread Central, for instance, saying we're the scariest movie of the decade, as important as the Blair Witch stuff like that which is just absolutely blows my mind I, I read these horror sites every day as well and they're all saying this is the the, the best horror film for, for the last 20 years and it's like wow i can't even i honestly can't even comprehend it it is like it is like a dream and but the, the thing i'm happy about the most is the the cast we we've put them in like our shorts we've known them for years yeah that they're working actors trying to kind of get noticed and they're doing like Emma was in the crown for a little bit. And like Gemma was in a, in a big blockbuster last year, just a little role. And, and they've all done little things here and there, but never in a million years did they think this little zoom movie would make them the, the most famous faces on the planet right now. Everyone knows their names. Everybody does. Everyone's like, which, which post girl are you? Um, so they're getting a lot of attention, which is, which is to me the best thing about it because I want to see my friends like do well. I, I don't care about me getting plaudits, and I don't think Rob cares too much as well because we're fine. We're 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 happy just to like stay in the shadows and kind of just like make make movies. But their whole job is to like be seen on screen and yeah, and get as many much attention as possible. So I'm really glad for them. And I mean, at the moment now, seeing the way it's blown up and it's gone absolutely insane, you're going to be inundated with requests and stuff to do work. What I have seen on your own Twitter and the, obviously the, the work and the, the announcement is that you're going to be working with Sam Raimi. Now, yeah. it doesn't get much better than that when one of the first films you saw was the Evil Dead films. This guy for yeah. me is up there with John Carpenter when it comes to horror. 
and to know that your big project you'll be working on the story and executive producer is fucking insane like yeah it is i, I can't believe it I, I can't believe it as well but it's, it's one of those ideas so so Raimi really loves our shorts he 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 loves salt and he loves dawn of the death a lot a lot a lot a lot so he just wanted to work he just wants to work with us so again rob's like do you have like Raimi really wants to work with us do you have any ideas and i was like i've got this one idea and it's one of the best ideas i've ever had and then me and Rob just batted it back and forth until we had something like we were really, really happy with. But it's one of those ideas you think someone's got to have done this before. But luckily, me and Rob between us have seen every single horror movie. <laughs> so like we know we haven't caught we have we know it's an original idea, but it's almost too good to be true. And we have to make it quick because someone else will think of it. It's it's on the tip of everybody's tongue, but no one's done it yet. A bit like host, in fact. Yeah. So when Ra- when Raimi heard it, when Sam Raimi heard it, he was just like, holy, holy, sh- holy F, this is you can incredible. this podcast. Okay, good. Holy fuck. Like, so, and he loves it as much as us. And we've been doing, we've been doing table reads with him. And it's, it's, it's been so cool just to see Sam Raimi being Sam Raimi, like reacting to like stuff that you've created and like adding to it as well. Him, like when, when, when we've got a particular like set piece, like down, you think, okay, there's no way that this can be changed. This is perfect. He'll just suggest something. And you'll just be like, oh my God, of course, that's the much better way. And you just think, this is it's Sam Raimi. Yeah. Like, he's always going to have the, be- the better take, really, in, in most cases. So just the combination of me and Rob and uh, the guy who's writing it, who's Micah Raynham, who we're working with closely with, with the story. Um, having Sam Raimi on board to add to, like, the, the, our, our crazy team is, is like, insane. He, he's my favourite director, and, and Rob's as well, and it's mental and actually rob was wearing like an evil dead 2 t-shirt to the last meeting as well and sam like saw it and then he just didn't say anything i was like oh awkward (laughs) but um is there anything anything you can tell us about this film obviously you don't want to ruin this story that you're keeping under wraps but is there anything you can tease us with or give us an idea of what to expect um it's very much in the vein of stuff you've seen from us before yeah and I know it was released on Deadline as a contained supernatural horror. Um, horror. I would say that's the wrong description. I, w- okay. I would not. I would say it's not a contain. I think contains the wrong word. Yeah. Um, because it's not. It's not contained. Um, but yeah, it's Sam Raimi meets host basically. Wow. Um, yeah. So oh, it's 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 honestly going to be the most fun and people. When they, when the, I can't wait till the first trailer comes out of it, and people will just be like, "Oh my god, they've done this!" Like, it's it's gonna, it's I don't know, it's gonna it's gonna kill the internet, I think, just because people won't believe like the stuff we've got planned for it, and it's so exciting just to just to be just just to be in the same kind of like room as Sam yeah. Raimi when when he's like being Sam Raimi. But I'm really excited. But again, I can't say too much. So is this all going to be next year then once the lockdown sorted and we're back to normality are we looking at probably the end of next year um yeah yeah but again like we've got our dance cards is quite full but i want to make that roughly next personally but again it's it's to do with schedules and if we're allowed to because that's one that you you can't do in the lockdown situation unfortunately that one you need a full a full set and a you need a full team. 
Probably a lot of people are going to start asking you, um, will we see a sequel to Host or another spin-off or like the Paranormal Activity films? Have you got anything in mind or would you like to leave it as just being this one-off? Well, it happened from day one. People were saying that we want to see Host 2. I mean, I'll I'll say that I'll never say never, but I think there's no point in revisiting this particular scenario anytime soon um, I mean I love it and I love I love the cast and I love what we've, we've done it's my favorite thing we've, we've done but no I, I personally don't want to see this straight away I think it'll be a cheap cash in if we do it straight away um, saying that I do want to work with Shudder we want to work with Shudder again very very quickly so make make of that what you will yeah but, um, we've got we've got more plans um, for the very near future. And obviously, I'm sure that they didn't realise how big of a hit this would be because no one, no one, it's never happened before. No. Should have never had something this big. Never. Um, I bet Netflix horror? like, oh, fuck, and Amazon Prime are like, damn it, why did we say no? I mean, what? Like, Netflix had their chance. Yeah. Netflix had their chance with posts and they are probably not too happy with their decision makers, but um, but yeah, no, it just works perfectly with Shudder because just, I love it. It feels like real grassroots horror as well. It feels like the people there are all horror fans as well. Like it it's the same with like Arrow Video, Arrow Video and Shudder yeah. for me. They're the ones you go to, and they're always going to be loyal. And I like the fact that you kind of can't just switch your TV on and find it. You've got to look a bit further or yeah, exactly. The people in know that know their horror, know where to go, and I always hear Shudder and Arrow. Exactly, and like, yeah, I I absolutely love Shudder and like, uh, really, really, really nice people who who are just as excited as us. Like when we're on a call with them, like yesterday we had like a cast and crew picnic in the in the park, and um, Emily from Shudder came with as well. And it's just so good just to see her reaction to it all and just being really excited for us and and for herself because like she's integral in, into it as well. Um, so yeah, it's just a perfect marriage, really, Shudder and and, and host and. Um, yeah, I I am totally up for doing a sequel at a much later date, but yeah. not right now. We'll let the dust settle first. And one thing I think is quite interesting about this film is the runtime. So knowing it's under an hour, um, do you think sometimes it's less is more because so many films now um, are getting shorter in length? You know, it's it's rare that people have the patience to go and watch like a Christopher Nolan two and a half hour or three hour film. And you see the yeah. general public going, oh, it's too fucking long, I get bored. To have an under an hour film, I think, is perfect for like people's attention span and just for people that just want to be entertained before bed instead of a long three-hour epic. And maybe this is the way now that your movie might set the bar of, well, actually, you can do a good film in an hour. This, this is the thing. Like Before Host, there was no concept of, of like... A film that was a feature film that was an hour long that wasn't a, like a TV movie type thing. So now people are like, yeah, this is actually a perfect length. I can I can watch this before bed. I can I can watch this before picking up the kids or whatever. Um, I mean, I I was like when I watch a film, I check the runtime. If it's ninety minutes or less, I'm in straight away. I'll yeah. watch that over something that's like two and a half hours long for, for sure. And that's why most horror mo- most horror movies are like ninety minutes or less, just because yeah. that's the attention span of a horror fan. If you get it to the magic. 56 minute mark that's even better because it means they can watch more horror films Definitely. um 
but the, the, the main reason why we did it was because we wanted it to feel like a real Zoom call. Like, and the free Zoom limit is 40, 40 minutes before it cuts out. So we just thought, wouldn't it be funny if at the 40 minute mark, it cut out? Um, and so we kind of built, so in the, in the movie time, it's 40 minutes, but in real life, it's 56 minutes. But if you're watching the clock, it's, it's yeah. 40 minutes high call. Um, yeah, so it was always going to be, it was always going to be that short. There was no talk of making it longer at all. Um, when we, if we release it on, uh, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm skirting around. It's going to be released, obviously, like to other regions and stuff, yeah. not just the shadow regions. And fingers crossed, physically, there you'll see the extra stuff as well. Um, yeah. you'll see make, making of because I think the making of thing is going to be the really interesting thing. And the main reason for people to buy the DVD or Blu-ray because people will know how we did this and it is crazy how we made it. We just MacGyvered the entire thing. And it is, it is the blueprint that I think people will use going forward if they want to make something intimate at home. And hopefully a generation of, of, of filmmakers and horror filmmakers will be like, okay, this is how they did this. You can do practical stunts in your own home. You just need this, 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 and this. Very easy, very cheap. Um, so yeah, we, we, we pen and tell out all of our secrets and we show everyone how it's done um, and make another thing that we're currently assembling. And, awesome. Um, that sounds really, you're teasing us a lot on this uh, yeah. podcast today. <laughs> and look, yeah, I've got good. a couple more questions for you. Um, yeah. I know you're still quite early into your career, but it doesn't matter if you've got this legacy or you're starting out. I ask every guest that comes on the podcast, um, what advice do you give to people that are listening today that want to try and become a writer like you or a director or want to make a name for themselves in an industry that is so hard to get into? I mean, you struck gold with this, but not everybody has the luck of host and the timing and the way it's been. What, what advice? Because you've been obviously going at it a long time. Yeah, I, genuinely, I don't, I don't feel part of the film industry at all. So it's kind of a funny question. I I don't hang around in film networking circles. I'd rather not do that. I yeah. never went to film school. I don't have an agent or a manager. I don't do those things. I'd rather just watch films. I'm just a film fan. And my, like I said, my only talent is, is writing and it just makes sense to partner it together. So my, my big advice for people who want to write for film is watch as many as possible and watch watch the best stuff, but also watch the worst stuff so you know what, mis what mistakes not to make. And especially for horror film writers, you need to especially watch the terrible stuff because everyone's seen the good stuff. Everyone knows how that's done. But I personally watch every single terrible horror movie that comes out. I, I'm surrounded by VHS right now. I watch every bad movie that's ever been made because I want to know what mistakes were made, how those mistakes can be changed. So it's, it's just generally having film knowledge and knowing how films are structured and i think and i think the best way to do that is just just to watch yeah watch as many films as possible and then once you've done that and you feel like you've got a good knowledge of, of that meet your crew meet meet the people who are going to take you forward like i think if it wasn't for rob and, and vice versa none of us would be in this position like we've together we're such a strong team and we have the same references that we wouldn't be anywhere near the level we are without that. And also finding, we, we've used the same crew the entire time through all of our films as well. And basically the same cast. We, like we've we used Hayley Redina and Caroline in, in Dawn of the Death, 
Emma and Gemma came from my film that hasn't come out yet called Multiplex. Um, actually, they're all in Multiplex. All of the girls are in Multiplex. Like, luckily, so, so lucky they're all in there. So when that comes out, that's the girls from Host in Multiplex. Um, so yeah, just finding just cool people that are not dicks and you can get on with. I know, I know that's hard in, in this industry, but yeah, just again, I'm, I'm not the best person because I don't, I don't really care about the industry part of it. I just care about the film part of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we should finish today on the topic of Mac and Me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great film this is that not enough people give enough love for. Oh, Mac and Me is crazy. Obviously, the E.T. rip-off McDonald's advert. Yeah. But it's something about it that's just so weird. And, like, I think the character of Mac feels more alien than E.T. does. Alien yeah. seems like he's, he's, he's been a prosthetic being made. But Mac, because the film's so chaotic, you just think, maybe this alien is an alien because it's just such a weird movie. Like, how did this movie get made? Like, absolutely insane. Um, but no, I love it. Like, I need to buy it on, like, is there a, a good Arrow Blu-ray? or No, good... there's not, annoyingly. There's a, I think there's a, a release in America so it's like a Region A Blu-ray. Um, right. But you can't, I've had to just buy the DVD on Amazon, but I try and show yeah. it people. I'm like, this is the film that E.T. tried to be. And they were yeah. like, fuck off. But I'm like... You have all the extra stuff in it with like the wheelchair kids and stuff. I know, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, but like the... I just love it. It's got something magical about it. And I just think like... I know it's stupid. I know it's like an advert all the way through from McDonald's. But the fact that he needs Coke to be brought back to life and that he's sitting there with Skittles and the only way he can be is in McDonald's and dancing with Ronald and stuff. And I think, you know, I know it's a yeah. massive advert, but I love it. I do see it. And like, do you know what? Like, what, like the partnership of me and Rob, like if it wasn't for me, Rob would be making like real classy art house movies. <laughs> and if it wasn't for Rob, I'd be making Mac and Me and Mac and Me 2 and Mac and Me 3. Because my mentality is like silly, funny kind of adventure movies. Um, I want to make those type of things as well as the horror, but like together, like we add the kind of art side and the kind of commerciality, kind of fun side. Because I always think that an audience should be number one, just entertained, entertained before anything, whether that comes in, in the form of comedy or scares, it doesn't matter as long as they're entertained. And um, and yes, yeah, so Macamie is one, one of those movies. <laughs> the thing is, you got you got Birdemic two done. So why can't you do this for Macamie? Because when I interviewed the director of Macamie, he said that they've still got the doll, uh, they still got the puppet, really? and the direct and the writer still walks around with it and keeps it safe in a suitcase. And I'm thinking, like at the end of Macamie, we get the car driving off, and it says we'll be back. And there was always meant to be a sequel. Yeah. Maybe you're the guy to bring it back. I would, honestly, I I'm I'm always like in the mood for remakes. I'm always trying to get myself involved with, with, with like uh, sequels and stuff. But like, there's honestly, we've got too many, too many movies like on the go now. We've got a lot on when our When the time's our right, when the time's right, you need to let me know and we're going to get Mac and Me 2 done. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> the, get, honestly, get those filmmakers in touch with me. I, I'd be interested in, in talking to them about it. Like I, I could, I think I could put a, an interesting spin on it. Yeah, um, Burger King came, comes in to try and rival it. <laughs> yeah. Nando's that'd be unbelievable um, <laughs> but uh but yeah yeah um Mac and me, Mac and me is brilliant. 
Um, <laughs> and I normally wish people luck, but you don't need any luck, mate. I mean, you're sitting here now with the biggest film in the world. Like I said, Rotten Tomatoes, 100%. It's the biggest film on Letterboxd. And I just think it's insane. I think your world's going to be completely changed overnight. And yeah. you're the guy that in a year's time, people will be like, you won't get him on the podcast because he's, you're too busy. You're just going to be everywhere. I, I, I promise you, like, I am, I am going to, anyone who asks me on the podcast, I just make sure they're not a crazy person. And as long as they're not a crazy person, then I'll come on. Because why not? I'm a film fan. I want to talk about films. So yeah. like, honestly, like, I love talking about films. So I'm never I'll not going to gonna talk about films. Yeah. I'll hold you to that in like three years when you're absolutely huge. You got an Oscar and stuff, and I'll be like, "You'll yeah. be like, oh, I don't know who the fuck you are." Bye. You'll be like, "Jed, you promised me first interview after the Raimi film." You'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah, and <laughs> freeze out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I really um, appreciate your time, Jed. It's an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Um, I, I, I can't wait for the world to start buying the host. I know a lot of people are going to want it on DVD and Blu-ray, and hopefully it'll come onto other streaming services. But You've well, done something very special, and uh, you should be very proud. I, I, I am proud, but I'm also, I can't comprehend it yet, so no. I don't know what I'm feeling. I'm just feeling like a dream, so, but yeah, very, very grateful and, like, overwhelmed, and yeah, it's, it's hard to know what to say, really. So there it is. There's my interview with me and Jed Shepard. What a cool guy, considering his whole world has changed in a whole week. He even admitted he never expected the film to be this successful. Who does? Whoever releases a film that expects it to be the number one trending film in the world? No one does. I mean, it's always a dream. This guy's got such a big career ahead of him. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. And you've got to look at the fact is he's going to be now getting involved with the one, the only Sam Raimi. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. He talked on the interview about how Evil Dead was one of his favourite films, one of the first horrors he's seen, and now he gets to work with the director. It does actually just show that all this hard work has paid off, and do you know what? I can't wait to get him back on the podcast and talk more about horror and see where his career takes him. What a great interview, what a great guy, and I'm just thrilled for him and everyone that's been involved in this film. As always, guys, I like to talk about, obviously, my website. So if you jump onto markandme.com, there's links on there to all of my previous 91 episodes. They're all free. They're all on Spotify. They're all on iTunes. They're all on Podomatic and Stitcher. So if you're new to this podcast and this is the first time you've checked it out because of this film, go back. There's interviews with people like Mads Mikkelsen, Anthony Hopkins, Kevin Smith, Neil Blomkamp. You name it, they're on there. But yeah, it's all on there for free. I also have a Patreon, so if you go on markandme.com, you can see Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email. But yes, my Patreon page is set up. All the support is really appreciated, especially right now while we're on lockdown. All the money that gets donated via that goes back into the podcast. It gets to buy rewards and prizes for all of those people that support me via Patreon. But it also means that I can go out there and do more episodes, get more and more interviews, which means more podcasts for you guys. At the moment, in the last week, you've had three episodes, which isn't bad going. And you know what the good news is? I've got a great, great director interview coming up this weekend. So as you're sitting here now, you're listening, you're going to get a brand new Mark and Me in only three or four days' time. I'm giving you four episodes in the last sort of nine days. And it's not going to stop because all the interviews are coming through and it's a really good time at the moment to get hold of people, get these interviews done and get you more and more material. I'm so grateful for you checking out today's episode. 
If I haven't banged the drum hard enough today, please, please go and check out Host. It's on Shudder. It's worth the subscription on there. I think it's five or six pounds a month. The horrors on there are absolutely fantastic. But there's even a 30-day free trial. So if you go on there, you can sign up, watch the film, watch some others. And if you don't think it's for you, hey, you still got to see Host. Please, please stay safe. Look after yourself, everyone. I'll be back with a brand new episode in a few days' time. Thanks for listening. Take care. See you soon. Thank you.